Hi, is uh, is this thing on? Hello? Okay. Well, my name is Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs, and I am the host of As I Was Saying Podcast. Consider me your best friend that's not just going to let you sit there and think problematic thoughts. So sit back, relax, make sure you're following us on Instagram, As I Was Saying Podcast. Follow me, she will speak, and let's get it popping on this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and a happy Thursday. So I would be wrong if I did not acknowledge what is happening in this world so the coronavirus COVID-19 is a international epidemic um, pandemic at this point Um, I know my family who live in different states are on curfews like they literally have um, said people have been pulled over for driving past 8 p.m. social distancing is happening more you know commentary and I guess you can say effort to make sure people are taking this very serious. And I feel from observing many different events from the beginning when this happened, you know, last month when it was like, hey, you know, the coronavirus is a thing. And then we went from calling it coronavirus to COVID-19, like it became more specific. And then you saw in the news how it was like, hey, someone over here has it, someone over there has it. And you really got to see the build up build up of it if you are someone like myself who watches the news um i think the biggest thing i learned though is unfortunately our lack of community when it comes to issues or you can say events like this i ran across an article um of a well two brothers who apparently traveled from state to state Yeah, state to state and bought over 17,000, I think the number specifically was like 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizer and were trying to resell them at, of course, you guessed it, a higher rate. Um, And after reading that, I was just like, oh my gosh, that that is horrible, that is disgusting, why would we do that? And I was happy because Amazon shut them down, so they couldn't sell it online, yay Amazon, because they don't deserve to sell it and they shouldn't have done what they did at all. But that leads me to the question of why. Why in the midst of a pandemic was your first thought, hey, let's go buy the supplies. And honestly, even at my job, um, I was talking to some of my coworkers and I said, I think what this shows me is really the lack of community that we have. You know, like we as a people really do have a lack of community. I follow a lot of folks who... um, are from many backgrounds of life, have many things in their life happening, and who always share wisdom with me. And the biggest thing I saw was we as folks are like buying up all these products as if people besides COVID-19 do not need them. I follow people who have weak immune system who are battling cancer and they're like, hey, like this is my regular shopping trick. Like I need a specific type of Clorox wipe and a specific hand sanitizer. And there's someone that just bought 17,700 bottles of it to resell. And as a people, I feel like sometimes we really have to sit back and reflect and recognize that Although, yes, at an airport, even on an airplane, they will tell you when the little life bag things come down, you know, make sure you put the one on your on your face first. However, it also says and if someone next to you is struggling, you can help them. You even should help them. But just make sure the mask is on your face first. Um, Seeing people, 
you know, hoarding supplies, buying hundreds of thousands of supplies. It, it's, it's kind of just like a why. And I, I think the question becomes, you know, why is our initial reaction to literally have fights in stores and, and to feel like, you know, a global issue is my time to kind of create a problem and then present the solution for that. So I just want to keep folks encouraged you know, because some of the ways that people are handling this issue is very disappointing. However, there's a lot of organizations out there that are trying their best to, you know, be able to provide products and a sense of um, release and relief to folks who are struggling during this time. Companies even offering virtual jobs temporarily, you know, from organizations collecting supplies that people might have and distributing it. Um, so definitely, you know, uh, keep a lookout for that stuff. I'll definitely will post more about those organizations that I personally have run across that are doing things like that because that's what community is. Community is being able to help and support and not try to almost undermine, you know, the person sitting next to you to see how it could serve yourself. Um, so I just wanted to start off with that. And I also just want to give a big, I hear you and I feel you because Although for some folks, this is a time to kind of just be like, okay, woo, like, you know, like this is a break. And I think we have to also understand that for everyone, this time is different for everybody. You know, for some people who might have a very high stressful, you know, high time oriented schedule, having this, you know, gap of time and having to be socially isolated is acting for them a chance to maybe focus on other things that they, you know, whether it be cleaning, cleaning up, you know, starting that project that you were thinking of. And you're valid in feeling that. However, not everyone has that story. One of the first things I actually thought about is, on, is you know, me being someone who's very involved in my university and school is for all the, you know, youth and adolescents and young people at school who are missing their milestone moments. And I even saw a post today that was like, you know, oh, well, it doesn't matter. They're probably so happy to be home. And everybody was like, actually, no, no, I'm not. Like, I'm missing my graduation. I'm missing prom. I'm missing those final steps of walking down my apartment. I didn't know walking down this hall would be the last time I walked down it. And I want to encourage you that, you know, you are validated in that feeling. Like, you are right in feeling mad and feeling upset and feeling like, why did this have to come at this time? But also um, recognizing that, you know, this is what will help save, you know, a lot of people. And something my mom actually told me when we were talking about it, and she was giving her own examples from being in New York City and seeing a lot of outbreaks happen, you know, in certain um, like close settings, like whether it be a school or um, like a nursing home setting. And she said the problem is people, you know, think like, well, I'm not sick, you know. Let's say you're someone with that healthy immune system. Well, I don't get sick, so I don't have nothing to worry about. She's like, but every time you're saying I don't get sick, you are potentially impacting and infecting numerous people, but you don't get sick, so you don't care. And that really stuck with me throughout this whole time and watching folks kind of be like, oh, well, my immune system is high. And it's like, well, that's great. But you know what? The person with the weak immune system, the child, the elderly person, their immune system might not be that high. So I also, because um, I forgot that to say that earlier, like I said, you know, from social distancing to washing your hands to making sure if you're sick, just stay home. Um, I personally know I have 
uh, canceled some events. I've even removed myself from events because I, you know, looked at some of them. I was like, you know what? I do not need. And for those of you who know or don't know, I'm a spoken word artist. And I'm like, I do not need to be standing on a microphone and touching a mic and having other people touch a mic and call and, you know, talking and hugging. And it's like, we don't need to do that. Like, this is not the time frame for that. Um, and the last thing I want to add when it comes to the um, COVID-19 is for everyone who, you know, is feeling sad, displaced, depressed, you are validated in that. Um, like I said, after a few days uh, when they talked about, you know, it could potentially be that you have to stay at your house. I thought about, again, how I said people in university. And then the next thing I thought about was folks who need that social connection. They need to be able to hang out with someone, even someone like myself. And you can't and how that's going to impact you mentally. And like I said, I'm going to try to provide um, in the show notes as well as on my Instagram um, for the podcast, as I was saying, podcast, to give you maybe some of those social networking or resources that are free where you can connect or you can learn, where you can, you know, do other stuff. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yesterday, I made a TikTok um, to make the stallions savage yes i did i did the savage i heard the song and i was just like you know what we're gonna do the challenge i've never i've never done a tiktok challenge y'all and follow me on she will speak and like show me love to my challenge because i tried really hard like there was a good like i saved three takes and made it look like oh my god like three or four it was really like 50 i started sweating people were looking at me outside they were just like, because it was just the same loop of the song. Like, I must, no, mm-hmm. I must, no, mm-hmm. we're going to keep going back. So, um, yeah, that challenge um, is awesome. And who knows, maybe my awkward behind will get featured. But with that and with using um, COVID-19. So, like I said, for those of you who do not know, I um, am a spoken word artist. I do writing in the daytime. My night job is I'm a receptionist and I obviously, you know, I'm thankful that I am able to still um, be able to have my work environment to still be able to have a sense of, you know, um, that social setting while still, of course, practicing, you know, healthy habits, you know, every day I think my job implements new things and they're doing the best they can to accommodate because we work with, um, a popular like we have to you know go into work to work with um this population so um that i i get to, i have to go into work still you know from 12 to 8 so when i came home over these past two days i was like you know what i think i'm a clean because i'm just watching stuff pile up in my room and i don't know about anybody it's so easy to pack it's so hard to unpack and that's one of the reasons i love going places but i hate going places because i am not the person that's like okay let's unpack my stuff i'm more of the person who's like okay bet so over the next week my stuff is going to slowly come out of the suitcase that's how we're going to do this right okay so um i was cleaning like literally um oh and this is my tactic For anyone who needs to know who has trouble like me cleaning up, I'm going to give you the secret to this. Are you ready? Strip your bed first. Whatever that is, strip your bed, I'm telling you. Because for me, I will lay on my bed or sit on my bed and write. I'll lay down. I'll watch TV. And the first thing I do when I seriously want to clean is take all the bedding off. Some people are like, I will sit on my bed without the bedding. Me, I don't know. I feel like it was just conditioned in my mind. Like, you don't sit on your bed without bedding. So, I don't naturally sit on it. So that's advice. I don't know. Might work for you. Works for me. So I started cleaning. You know, I swept, dusted. Like this was a deep cleanse. You know, I was any any clothes that was done. I took clothes out of the closet, refolded them, 
everything, right? Um, even my stuffed animals got repositioned and fluffed out. Yes, you know, I have stuffed animals. Maybe we'll talk about them in a later episode or I'll take a picture of them for you because there's a good amount of them. They all have names and significant meaning. Yes, I am a poet. Everything has meaning. Um, but what I wanted to talk about in this episode is letting go and not so much letting go in the aspect of, I don't like when people sometimes say get over it. I think sometimes, even though it's necessary for some people, like sometimes you really gotta be like, okay, we gotta get over this. My personal phrasing is not, you know, get over it, but grow from it. So um, it might be hard for people to believe, but I actually have a big wall in front of me and I self-sabotage my relationships and I used to do it a lot. I'm getting way better at it. I'm not the person I used to be with it, but I would self-sabotage my relationships a lot. Reason being, I felt none of my relationships would last. And that's whether it be intimate partners or friendships. So um, I had a group of friends, you know, when I was in like middle school, high school, and they were actually like a good group of friends that I had since that time period. And apparently I went off to college and I came back and I noticed that it was very distant. Only one person from the grand friend group talked to me and I would talk to her, I'd hang out with her. Granted, you know, my parents at the time were my parents. Um, They were very, I would consider them, they would probably say they were lenient, but you know, for everyone else in my circle, how they were able to kind of go out, like they were strict. Like it would be something like, I think we came home for the movies and they were like, oh, we're going to go back to my house. And it was like eight or nine o'clock. And they were like, no, you can't go. So it's like, I was never really fully able to share. And sometimes those funny, you know, high school or like kid memories of like, just doing dumb stuff and I know some people are like oh my god you that's great but you know at the time it was not great because I felt like wow like I, I have this whole group of friends but I'm the kid that can't you know ever go anywhere so you know I'm hanging out I'm talking to this friend I'm texting her and I'm like I don't understand what's going on with the group like I don't understand why you know they are not reciprocating towards me or it seems like they're distancing and she basically said you know well they feel that you think that you're better than them so I was like pause throw a flag on the play who, who said that? Who thinks that? And this was, I would say I was a good freshman in college at this point. Um, and later on, you know, next month or over the next few months, we'll probably even go into my college career because that was far from true me thinking I was better than anybody. Um, and that hurt because essentially my group of friends did not want to deal with me because of this perception that they had. And I stumbled upon an Instagram post uh, or Facebook post, I would say a few like two weeks ago um and it was like you know because I don't go on my Facebook or like a lot or it's like I have still have the original Instagram of when I was in high school barely updated now so it's like you know when you refresh it's like everything that you missed comes up and someone had shared a photo of like Christmas and was like you know eight years strong and it was like eight years of them hanging out and doing Christmas like a you know the little Christmas gathering together and I got really upset because I can honestly say I don't have that long stretch with any friend and it made me really sad and it kind of brought me back to this time frame of like why am I not lovable um why don't I have people in my life so fast forward to last Friday one of my best friends um and my line sister graduated um as a flight attendant um so I went to her graduation and originally she was like you know hey, my, my mom can come and I would love for you to come. I would love someone to be there. So, you know, mine, again, we're, we're taking it from my perception, my self-sabotaging mind, you know, or my mind of not actually 
knowing how to take people's love from me was like okay yeah I'm going as a stand-in for mom I'm going as the person I'm going to represent mom and to make you you know just for someone to be there because I know you'd rather have them there and something interesting happened I got her gift it was a a portfolio because you know you're traveling around the world I wrote in it I put little stickers in it and I cried on my way and I cried on my way because I thought about how old we were getting and, and how you know we went from being like 19 and 21 in college and now here we are you know in our in our 20s you know mid and later 20s like doing all these amazing things and she and she stood there when I got there and was like I am so happy you came and she asked me to pin her wings and it really didn't sink in still I'm like wow you know this is a beautiful thing I'm so happy that you brought me here I'm so happy that I got to share in this moment and then even when we came back and she posted her life milestone she thanked me for being a part of the process she thanked me for being there for her she thanked me for attending and she was like I, I you really don't understand how happy I am to have you here and I just want to take a pause for anyone who is like myself where you desire for people to love you and you desire to people to choose you to be very honest sometimes we have this tendency where when people do choose us we sometimes don't know how to react and we sometimes are very blind to it it took, and keep in mind, we've been friends for years, but it was something about that interaction. And maybe it was, again, social distancing from COVID-19. I already was having two weeks of being very depressed, you know, or maybe it was because I ran into, you know, old, old Facebook friends and old friends from high school's post and was literally on their pages looking at all the events I could not attend because they didn't think I was a friend. But it was something about that moment and it was something about her expressing her love for me as a friend that made me go, I'm needed. I'm, I'm really needed. And it clicked like you wanted me there. Like you, I wasn't a placeholder. And you know, um, I, I'll be, I'm very transparent. I've seen a therapist in college, seen a therapist recently. And that was one of the biggest things I used to always say, especially when I was in college. I hated feeling like a revolving door. I feel like people would come in when they need to pick me up and then they would come out when it's like, okay, great. I've come to learn that sometimes we write the ending to our own stories because when you think like that, you will self-sabotage your relationships. And seeing her choose me, it made me ask myself, why am I still trying to choose other people? Why am I still trying to be chosen? When I looked up, it was all these people. The other day, you know, my friend was like, did she, she called and this is like my, my best, my, this is my best, this is my big and my sorority. She goes, did you forget about me? And I'm like, no, you know, you know, and it was like, no, she was like, you, like, I'm trying to reach out and talking. And when I opened up my phone, I didn't even realize y'all, she had sent me like a good four days of messages, but I was so blinded by trying to rationalize over these two weeks, people who I haven't seen in years and why nobody wants me in their life. And I have someone who's been trying to talk to me for four days and it's like, oh my God. So as I was cleaning, because you're probably like, well, what does the cleaning have to do with this? I was in a bad business deal with a friend. And there was a whole bunch of, you know, different um, things that I still had from that friendship and and from that, you know, ordeal. And I packed it away in a box. I don't know why. Um, And I just packed it away. And then it made it, keep in mind, I'm from New Jersey and I moved to Atlanta. So not only did I pack it away in New Jersey, it somehow came to Atlanta. And I stood there. 
and um, I was on the phone and I was, I asked the person, I was just like, I have a question. And they're like, what? Um, and I'm like, should I throw this stuff out? I'm like, I think I should throw it out. And the reason why I felt to I, the need to throw it out was because why do we carry baggage around? Like, I really, you know, want to take a moment to identify that so many of us are sitting here wondering why we can't move forward in life. But yet we have a whole drawer or a whole closet full of that. So then I took it a step further. You know, because like I said, every season I actually do a cleanse. Like my dad even called me like two days ago and was like, you have like five garbage bags in the garage. I'm like, oops, those are all clothes I meant to donate. But like I moved. So like they didn't get donated. And he was like, they're coming out of my house. I'm like, good, great. Do what you have to do. And also he was like, and if they've been down here this long, because I came down here in November, obviously you don't need them because you haven't mentioned them. I was like, dang. Um, but then I took it a step further. I really was digging deeper into these boxes I brought and all these different things. And I found in one, it was a bunch of piece of paper. And I'm like, why do I have all this paper? What is this paper? And one container, it was two containers and a big container. One container was like my little badges, like SJ, student vice president, you know, I won a scholarship and it was like the scholarship tag for the award dinner they gave me. And it was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, I'm going to keep these mementos. These, This is nice. One day, maybe I can make a shadow box or something. The other one was a box from middle school. And in that box was a bunch of notes. And it was notes. And I, again, you know, these things bring you back um, of a medieval, we were taking a medieval times trip and you, you had a partner and basically it was like, you would have your partner and then you and your partner would could be in groups. I think it was like of technically four partners. So like eight people and like you guys would ride the bus together. Y'all would, you know, be in the little medieval time thing together. So I did, you know, my best friend at the time was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be your partner. And we were trying to find the group to like, you know, fully go out and sit with and everything like that. So I'm seeing her talk to people. I'm like, how's it going? And I see people passing notes. It was choir. Um, my choir teacher did not like me. I talked too much for her, but whatever, we'll be all right. Um, and then at the end of the class, you know, the notes are on the floor. So pick them up and I read them and the notes were people saying like they, they would gladly take my friend as a partner in their group, but they weren't going to go if I was there. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I was never, I was never always the person people see me as today. You know, I personally did not feel like I was beautiful. I was very nerdy. I was, you know, very, very awkward, you know, like being tall and like black now with natural hair. Like that's a thing now, you know, like let's call it what it is. People out here black fishing and getting tans to look like me. Right. Well, back when I was looking like me in younger years, it wasn't cute. Um, and I just was an awkward kid. Like I was a kid who would go pick up acorns and draw faces on them and keep them in my crayon box. So it's like, I, some of y'all, you might've not been my friend. You might've been my bully. Um, so seeing those notes really hurt me because it made me feel like, wow, nobody, you don't even want to be in a group with me, but you know what hurt more? Me being 24 years old and finding them because I still kept them. And I, and I just didn't even tell you when I found them. I just looked at them and said, you have to go. I'm not that person anymore. And doing that, I felt like 
in a sense, I apologized and I let that little girl go. And not go like I let her go like I forgot about her, but I let that little girl go free from all the things people said about her, from all the the bullying she took, from all the moments she thought that she wasn't anything. Because for every note that I hung out onto, from every Facebook post that I saved, from every momentum I kept from someone that hurt me, I was reminding myself that no relationship would ever work for me. And then I would wonder when I would fulfill my self-fulfilling prophecy of never having relationships that worked. I even looked at some of my friends today and apologized, you know, today, today and yesterday for how I've treated them over these past few weeks or just moments in my life as a whole. And they're like, why are you apologizing? I'm like, because I was so busy trying to prove to myself that I was unlovable and I was nothing that... I literally tried to put myself in situations to make sure that that happened. And I'm sorry that I didn't realize that you were always here. Like being, and it's crazy how, like I said, sometimes it takes those, those events to happen for you to do that. Like it took me going to my, to my friend, my friend, since, you know, sophomore year in college, we met. So that's four going on five years to realize I was the person getting in the way of people loving me. So what are we going to do with that? And I think I am still feeling a little bit, you know, of that, you know, friendship and moving on and growth from on my block. Definitely something I recommend. But what are we going to do with that? Well, personally, I wouldn't like to encourage folks to, number one, if you have the chance, really go through your stuff. Like, like go through your stuff. Like my mom always told me, sometimes it got to get darker before it get lighter. Like physically, mentally go through your stuff and emotion go through your stuff, but like literally physically go through your stuff. Because one thing about physical stuff around us, it is a representation, a symbolism and a manifestation of what we're dealing with mentally and emotionally. I encourage you to go through your stuff and really look at why are you holding on to some things. What are you trying to prove? Or what mindset are you trying to stay in? Because really the mindset I was having was very counterproductive. I was sitting here trying to tell myself, you know, I'm going to be loved and I'm going to have all these people support me and I'm going to do all these different things. But yet I would go in the dark and have these literally boxes that I can see of items that showcase that people didn't treat me well. Why do I want that in my life? And at the end of the day, you know, Every person you come in contact with is going to make you who you are. They made their part of who you are today, but that doesn't mean they get to rob you. And I say rob you because if the persons or people, person or persons that you're holding on to made you feel bad in the past, why are you letting them rob you of your present and your future? They're not even there. Like, it's crazy. Like I said, I was, I got upset and triggered by people on social media who wasn't, who weren't even following me back. Some of them, some of them didn't even, you know, really, um, engage with what I was doing on social media. But here I am sitting here, like, honestly, to call it what it is, just staring and looking and waiting and, you know, commenting and, and for what? And then I came to another realization You know, I thought about the comment that my friend said literally years ago, like freshman year of college. I'm talking about 2013. And I thought about what she said when she said, you know, they think that you're better than them. I don't think it's so much that I thought I I was better. I think I got better. 
that's something that, you know, you will have to learn in this life of friendship and this life of growth that people who are used sometimes to getting things out of you or they're used to using you as a scapegoat because let's call it what it is in that friend group. I remember they used to do surprise parties for everyone. I was the only one that didn't get a surprise. I was the only one who didn't get a lot of things. And I used to just take it because I liked the ability to feel like I had these friends and I felt like I was in a good place because I was scared to be by myself. But in hindsight, I didn't really have a friend group as strong as I thought I was. I was never meant to be there. So you're right. I did change. I did think I was better. Not better than y'all, but I was better. I was a better person than the situation I was allowing myself to be in. And a lot of times when you are in situations where people are using, manipulating, or knowingly making you feel lower than you're supposed to, which is something I felt... All of a sudden, it's like, oh, you changed. You got to leave. But I'm happy it happened. I wasn't happy, like I said, even two days ago thinking thinking about this. I wasn't. But when I sat there at my friend's graduation and I was able to see her milestone in life, I thought about all those people that I had to walk away from and all those people that walked away from me. And I thought, look at the space that they cleared. Guess what? If people want to get up from the seats in the play called Your Life, let them. Somebody need, Somebody can utilize that seed. Somebody is going to sit there and love the view and cheer you on and really cheer you on, not just have a seat to watch you fail. And like I said, I really wanted to talk about it this episode because with COVID-19 happening, you know, and with a lot of people doing social distancing, you know, a lot of feelings are coming up with, I miss these people or I don't like to be by myself. And it's like, I don't know what to do. And of course, I would never tell anyone to like, pick up a project or do something and like make the best out of it, you know, because not everyone can make the best out of the situation and, you know, everyone's situation is different. But I didn't mean to, I guess, answer the question I was asking myself my whole life, but I did. And if I can give anyone any bit of advice, it would be to not be afraid to sometimes allow the quiet and allow yourself the opportunity to be by yourself to actually maybe take a step and reflect on what's happening because I was asking myself for years why won't anybody love me and it took COVID-19 and me by myself for me to understand you were the one who didn't love you Thank y'all for listening to this episode. If you like it, please make sure you subscribe to As I Was Saying Podcast. Um, rate, rate the podcast. Ratings help it go up. It helps it help more people. Please do not be afraid to email me. Email is in the show details. Episodes you want to hear if you would like to be a, um, if you would like to be interviewed. Follow us, As I Was Saying Podcast, on Instagram. Follow me personally. She will speak. Um, Like I said, I am your host, Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs. Thank you so much, so, so, so very much for listening. And like I said, I know this is hard times for folks, but I'm so happy that, you know, we have community in some sense. Like, I'm happy that I have this community to be able to talk to y'all. And if ever you have questions or if I can be a resource or I can give you a resource, do not hesitate to email or DM Thank you again for listening and I'll catch you next week with our next episode.